It's playoff season in the CHL, and I thought today we would take a look at what the Blue Jackets prospects are doing in the playoffs. That's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly for your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Speaking of ugly, yesterday's game, or Tuesday's game, was real ugly, so we're not going to focus on that. We are going to focus on the future. We're going to look at uh, prospects. Today, we're going to look at which prospects in Blue Jacket system are taking uh, part in the CHL playoffs, what their chances could be, how their seasons have gone, things like that. We've got a handful to get through. Before we do that, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Offshore Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. We are getting closer and closer to that next milestone. So if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. Everybody wins so let's talk prospects um the blue jackets have like i said they've got a handful of prospects in uh in each of the chl's uh three leagues the qmjhl the ohl and the whl uh so we'll go through we'll take a look at who's doing what uh their chances of winning and uh how their regular seasons went so i guess Let's start with the QMJHL because that has the leading scorer for Blue Jackets prospects. And uh, that's Jordan Demay, who uh, finished second in CHL scoring three points behind um, three points behind Connor Bedard. You might have heard of him. And just what a what a season John Demay has had. 54 goals, 86 assists um, in like 64 games that's it's bonkers truly bonkers it is over two points a game um it's more than what he did last season which he got 109 points in 68 games and (laughs) again i don't typically look at plus minus but this is hilarious hilarious is that he is plus 54 on the season just extremely, extremely bonkers stats. Um, I don't even know what to say about this kid. Yeah, he's small. He's 5'9", 175 pounds. He could be a difference maker in the NHL, you know? And I don't know that he's going to hit, like, Johnny Gaudreau levels of, you know, short king icon, but he's really a really exciting prospect to watch uh they are going to be playing uh he plays for halifax mooseheads they're going to be playing the cape breton eagles in the playoffs uh and honestly i feel pretty good about halifax's chances they're the number two seed in the entire qmjhl the only team better than them is the quebec rampart so we'll uh we'll see how it goes their playoff series starts tomorrow so we'll be we will bring you regular updates on uh, on these players as and when they advance or get knocked out. But starting off strong with Jordan Dubé, 
who is I'm gonna I'm willing to bet is going to be a point per game player in these playoffs. No matter how you know, depending on how long they are. Last season, uh, he only played five playoff games. He had two goals and four assists in that time. Halifax did not uh, advance, but they uh, they loaded up this year. He's playing on a line with. Um, He's playing on a line with uh, Josh Lawrence, who is 87 points. Uh, Marcus Vitacek is at 80 points. Like, he's he's doing pretty, pretty good there. And I'm expecting Halifax to go a long way in the uh, playoffs. The other player in the QMJHL playoffs for... Um, for the blue jacket is I've lost my list. Where have I put it? Uh, is James Malatesta, who I believe was like a second or a third round pick of the blue jackets a couple of years ago. Uh, he was a fifth round pick in 2021. Um, so he's in his, uh, draft plus two year. He had 66 points in 55 games, including 37 goals, uh, which again is, Pretty, pretty good. Um, he plays for the Quebec Ramparts, who are the best team in the QMJHL this season. So I would expect him to play big minutes. Um, he's a guy that I expect to probably not top out as a top six guy, but I think he could be a really decent middle six guy for the Blue Jackets if he continues like in this pace. I am going to go ahead and assume that he's going to do another season uh, with Quebec. Uh, he doesn't turn... Oh, he turns 20 before um, the end of the season. This is his fourth season. So I would expect him to make the to go to the AHL next season, um, add that to a very fun Monsters group, Um but in terms of the, the, so those are the only two players for the Blue Jackets that are in the QMJHL right now, I believe, unless I'm missing someone. I am not. Um, should be, should be interesting. They've got players on two of the top uh, QMJHL teams. So if all goes well, I don't know that they will play each other. Um there's just, there's no way to know. I would imagine if they both win, uh, Quebec will play either, um, oh gosh, I, they won't play each other until the semifinals um, if both of them get through, which is going to make for a really exciting semifinals for Blue Jackets at least. Um, I would assume that they are going to be paying close, close attention. Um, those are probably two of the top five prospects in the Blue Jacket system in the QMJHL, which is really fun. Malatesta's a really fun name. Um, he's a guy that I think has uh, underrated potential, and I'm super excited to see what he does in both the playoffs and next year if he hits the AHL, which I assume he will because he turns 20 in May. In a minute, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the OHL, uh, and we've got a couple more prospects in there that are going to be... Uh, Keep it, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on one in particular. So we're going to do that in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel. 
because the March Madness tournament is heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to I bet you could even bet on CHL playoffs if you wanted to, which I might actually do. All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Let's talk OHL because, like I said, the Blue Jackets have uh, two prospects that are in the OHL, uh, both are in the playoffs so let's talk let's talk Luca Del Belbaluz first who is a guy that they took uh in the second round of the uh 2022 draft 44th overall uh got traded to Sarnia halfway through the season uh Sarnia again was one of those teams that really loaded up uh he they are uh the third seed in the West. I believe they're going to be playing the Guelph Storm. But uh, Luca Del Belbaluz is, again, he's another one of those underrated guys, I think. Uh, he's got uh, 87 points on the season, uh, 40 goals, 20 with Steelheads, 20 with the Sarnia Sting. And again, feels like he could be a difference maker. Um, he was traded when Sarnia loaded up at the deadline. Or at the deadline, yeah. Um, and he's a big he's a center uh, he's again a guy that I'm going to be very interested to see uh, he's got one more year of uh, OHL eligibility so I would expect him to set to mm, I don't think I would expect him to go pro um, I don't think he's good enough to make the Blue Jackets but I'm going to be super excited for him to play another season in the OHL, a uh, full season with uh, Sarnia Sting. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens at the end of next season. But he's, again, I feel like I'm saying this with everyone. He is definitely a guy that I'm looking at as potential uh, future center for this team. Um, he's one of the few players on this list that I think are legitimate NHL centers with top six upside. Um, I don't know that he'll be a top line center, but if he tops, if he tops out at like a second or a third line center, like that feels like a pretty big win to me. Um, like I said, 87 points in 66 games, legitimate center. Like it's, uh, it is fun to see where he's going to end up. And I see him on the Blue Jackets, maybe not next year, maybe the year after that, maybe after a year in the NHL. But he is a guy that I think is going to make the NHL, which is really, really fun. Um, the other guy is more of a depth pick, honestly. Uh, Cameron Butler uh, is a big right wing playing in uh, Oshawa. This season, uh, he's got 55 points in 63 games, uh, was drafted, uh, was not drafted, excuse me. He, uh, I believe they they signed him to an ELC and he will likely join the team after the Oshawa season is done, uh, which 
looking at the bracket, uh, they are playing the Ottawa 67s, who I believe are the number one seed. Their series starts tonight, so we'll uh, we'll bring updates for that. But I would expect, with the best will in the world to Oshawa, I would expect um, their season to be done fairly soon. Um, and so whether he goes to the A, whether he gets a couple of games in the N, I don't know. But I'm not expecting a ton from him, he's definitely a depth pick. Um, he's he is a perfect Brad Larson type player. He's 6'4, 210 pounds. Um, he can score at the OHL level. I'm not sure it's gonna translate to the NHL level. I would want my 20-year-old uh OHL players to be more than 55 points in 63 games. So definitely a depth piece. Um probably will make a half-decent AHL player, but I'm not expecting to see much of Cam- Cameron Butler in the NHL soon, if at all. Um, so, sorry, Cameron. I really feel bad for being like, man, these guys probably aren't going to turn into an NHL player, but, like, the law of averages states that, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll defy the odds, but I'm not expecting a ton from Cameron Butler. I will keep an eye on him through the playoffs, see what he's doing, and maybe he'll prove me wrong. Uh, I believe... That is our only two uh, OHL prospects. In a minute, we are going to talk about the WHL and uh, the player that I think probably has the best bet of making the Memorial Cup weekend. That's coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Let's start with uh, let's let's start with not the biggest name on this list actually because we have two players on uh, on the Regina Pats and we have one player in Moose Jaw. So let's talk Denton Matejchuk. Uh, he is the uh, assistant captain of the Moose Jaw Warriors, or the uh, no, I believe he's the actual. He wears the C for the Moose Jaw Warriors um, as a defenseman. He has sixty five points in sixty three games. Uh, was picked in the first round by the Blue Jackets, this most recent draft, and is maybe the defenseman that I am the most excited about on this list in terms of potential. I think Juracek is uh, more exciting in terms of like actual skill right now. I think Stanislav Svozil, who we'll talk about in a minute, is more exciting in terms of actual skill. But I feel like Denton Matejchuk has a really, really high ceiling. Uh, he's a really strong skater. Um, he was extremely noticeable in Traverse City. He's feels like Warensky light, which if you can get a second Zach Warensky, like that feels like a pretty good, a pretty good bet for me. Um, like I said, 65 points in 63 games is wearing the C for Moose Jaw. Um, they are going to be playing the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the uh, Eastern Conference of the WHL playoffs. They are the fourth seed playing the fifth seed. Their series starts tomorrow. So again, I will be uh, keeping a big eye on Denton Matejchuk. Uh, I'm maybe I'm expecting him to maybe not go pro next year because, I mean, he doesn't turn 19 until July even, but he's definitely someone that could shock everyone at training camp. Like, I feel like looking at the the list of prospects that the Blue Jackets have that are kind of in that grouping, um, if any of them are kind of poised to make 
the NHL next season. Like my money's on Denton Matejchuk. Um, I could see Stanislav Svozil uh, coming over and spending some time in the A to develop. But uh, you know, same with Delbel Blues, who actually, excuse me, he can't. Uh, he's got one more year before he's AHL eligible. So of the of the players that are um, AHL eligible. It's really only Sozil. Um, no one else on kind of the top 10-ish is uh, eligible. Dentomatechuk could be that surprise player to make the Blue Jackets out of training camp after uh, a extraordinary season in Moose Jaw as a captain. He was one of the later cuts this year. And honestly, that future Juracek matechuk pairing for the Blue Jackets is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited for that. Um, let's move on. Let's finish up talking about, uh, the last couple of prospects in the, uh, in playoffs for the CHL. And that is the two players that play for the Regina Pats, who are teammates of a guy that you might know. Uh, yeah. Connor Bedard, who the Blue Jackets are going to be in the running for. They are currently leading the best odds. I'm just going to remind you all, this is not a guarantee, but it's looking pretty good unless the draft lottery odds decide not to be in our favor. Blue Jackets could have three Regina Pats prospects on this list. So that's that's exciting. Um, excuse me, I have made an extremely big mistake. Not extremely big. Uh, I thought Martin Rashavi played for Regina. I had that written down in my notes. Why? Well, couldn't tell you. Uh, he actually plays for Moose Jaw. 33 points in 47 games this season. Um, We'll get to the Regina Pats in just a minute. Played on that Czech World Juniors team that just almost shocked everyone. Got a silver medal. Um, Another depth piece for the Blue Jackets. Seventh round pick in 2021. Could be a depth piece for the Blue Jackets. I'm anticipating that he'll be a half-decent AHL guy if he does make make that. Uh, Probably uh, he's turning pro. Uh, he just turned 20 uh, a couple of weeks ago, so he'll be turning pro as soon as his season with Moose Jaw is done. Could be an interesting depth piece for the Monsters as they kind of gear up to make the playoffs. Um, I believe they're currently setting a point out of playoff contention. We'll we'll take a look at the, the Monsters in probably tomorrow's episode, actually. But Rashavi doesn't project as an NHL player to me but is definitely a decent depth pickup, I think. Or no even pickup. He's a depth draft piece that, you know, if you get an NHL player out of a seventh round pick, even if he, you know, only plays a couple of seasons or if he only plays on the fourth line, like that feels like a pretty solid pick to me. Um, now we can talk about the Regina Pats because uh, I've... <laughs> I'm doing fine over here. I'm doing my best. Um, Stanislav Svozil is the highest rate, is the highest scoring defenseman in Blue Jackets prospect. He's got 78 points in 56 games, 11 goals, 67 assists. Now, a lot of people are saying that this is just because he plays with Conor Bedard. And like, that's probably part of the reason. I would imagine that almost all of his assists go to Bedard's goals. But every time he's, he's one of those guys that, and I don't tend to rely so heavily on the eye test. He passes the eye test every single time. Uh, he's got pretty good footwork. Uh, he can play physical. He is uh, another one of those Czech uh, 
under 20s players who had he had eight points in seven games wore the C and with David Juracek was one of the best players in the World Juniors tournament you know he's he's just a real treat to watch um this is his second year in Regina um he also uh, he can actually go go pro uh, after this season he again turned 20 in January, uh, he was drafted in the third round last draft, or not last draft, the last year's draft. Um, 2021 is what I'm getting at. I can't believe it's 2023 already. Um, but he was a guy that was projected to go kind of in the first round, and then for whatever reason, didn't have a great draft season. Uh, he was playing in the Czech League, uh, only had three points in 30 games, and then no point in eight playoff games. So I think his draft stock kind of fell. A little bit. He ended up going 69th overall to the Blue Jackets, a steal of a pickup. And again, this is something I talked about um, on a prospect episode, which I haven't released yet um, because I only recorded it a couple of days ago and then had other stuff to do. But I talked about how exciting the Blue Jackets core is in terms of defense. And Svozil is with along with Matejchuk and Yurichek, like those three feel like the future top three D for this team. And you know, obviously Wrensi's gonna be around for a long time. Um, hopefully guys like Blankenberg are gonna be around for a long time. Um Corson Kuhlman's got his first uh goal in the month with the monsters the other day. Like the future's really, really bright for the Blue Jackets. But if I talk about who I am most excited for to see in the NHL, like my answer, I think, is going to be Stanislav Sozil. I think he's going to be a real difference maker. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. That's uh, that's all the prospects. I don't know who I'm picking to go to the Memorial Cup. Like, Regina seems like the safe bet. Um, Halifax also seems like a, a, a slightly less safe bet, but if they can get past Quebec, um, who might get upset in the first round, we don't know. But... If I had to put money on the team making the WHL, uh, the Memorial Cup weekend, it's going to be Regina. I think you can't deny Conor Bedard. I think you can't deny Sanchez Sposil, who's one of the best defensemen in the CHL. Like, it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I don't have paid a lot of attention to the CHL playoffs in the past just because I only have so much brain space to devote to hockey. But if the Blue Jackets continue to do nothing, then maybe I'll pay attention to the CHL playoffs. And uh, we'll get more episodes about how the Blue Jackets prospects are doing. I'll keep you guys updated on who's advancing, who's not, who's having good games, who isn't. That's all I've got for you today. Uh, I w- the Tomorrow, we will take a look at tonight's game. Uh, I was going to preview the Bruins today, but A, I ran out of time, and B, I'm just assuming that we're going to lose. And it's more fun to focus on the prospects than it is to focus on the Blue Jackets right now. So tomorrow, we'll take a look at the game that probably is going to be a mess. We'll take a quick look at the Monsters and how they're doing. And uh, I think tomorrow, we'll do a bonus episode as well. We'll have another prospect profile up for you. Um, I'm not going to say who it is. We're going to keep it a secret because I think that's more fun. And also, I don't have my list in front of me of who I actually have recorded at the minute. So thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Uh, hit the bell button below this video to get notified when new episodes go live. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay 
Locked on.